Hello and welcome to episode number 182, Armin Show Podcast. We are in the place to be. Today we have a guest on the show. Who is our guest on this episode? Hi, I'm Donald Barrett. It is Donald in the building. DB, database. That is one of my nicknames, yes. Database. Have you been called database? Uh, DB. Oh, DB, okay, <laughs> good. Database is a stretch there. Yeah, I'll take it though. He is going to take that one. Donald, glad to have you on the show. Now, I want to start off with one thing. How would you describe yourself to people? Intro, Great. What, you, what you do and or who you are, what you're about. There, summary. Okay, yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's great to be on the show. You know and, it. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. I I always want to uh, be careful when I say say this, but, you know, I... I I know that not everybody shares my faith, but, you know, I would say, you know, one thing that I would say defines me is uh, my faith in God and Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very important to me, but, you know, it doesn't have to be your faith. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just something that, you know, I've grown in my leadership, my capacity to love people and learn and understand, you know, why people do what they do, why, uh, why there's, you know, challenges in this world. Um, how to how to battle that battle that um, and in my own life just o- overcoming a lot of obstacles with my my family um, so yeah one thing I'd say you know I'm big on is overcoming and and uh, adversity just overcoming adversity so yeah I mean obviously I have hobbies as well but right. that's a little <laughs> yeah. makes sense yeah now adversity here so difficulty comes at you in my view and some entrepreneurs that i've examined they say adversity is the whole thing like when you have that you have the gift actually because the people that don't they get soft and when you're soft you're like a smoosh bubble of cotton candy and you don't have a chance but the person who had adversity they're like a titanium carbon fiber yes uh wielded battering ram so i would completely agree yeah um, yeah, so I think without the adversity I went through growing up, I it would be a much different story, and I don't think I'd have uh, maturity or responsibility that I have today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly just because um, I didn't let the adversity crush me. Um, I did let it, uh, I guess, refine me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people who do let adversity kind of uh, knock them out, and they don't really recover. Mm-hmm. So something that I had to learn very quickly was, you know, how to roll with punches, how to, uh, how to somehow see the positive in things and also seek out mentorship and seek out people that were willing to help people who were further, further down the road, uh, in terms of, you know, maybe where I wanted to be in life or career, uh, relationships, um, you know, fatherhood, parenthood, uh, I sought out a lot of different people throughout my life starting about when I was like 18 19 years old uh, 26 now and um, just have had different people influencing me 26 and just booming by the way just booming I appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah Um, yeah let me toss in out of nowhere some uh, backstory and or location people mention this sometimes we are in Occidental College location in the middle of the quad and also i had met donald with my friend gary we were out 
And also in the background right now, I hear a song by XXX Tentacion, the rapper, who's no longer with us. Just some surrounding there. Now, with, let's say with adversity, right? Would you ever have chosen for it to be there? Like, after you have it, you become strong, right? Mm. Would you have chosen to have your youth, for example, adversity? Um, Which is a weird, it's an odd question, because how do you go back? But let's say yeah. you're, now you're five years old, and it's time you choose. Do you have that adversity, or do you not? Hmm. Gosh. Tough questions by Armin. That is a tough question. Um, I think, honestly, in my lack of foresight or insight, mm -hmm. I would obviously say no. I don't think anybody would choose adversity. Right. Um, I don't think I would personally choose adversity. Um, and obviously, you know, everybody, that's like the cliche thing to say about hindsight's 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's once, once you go through it, yeah. or once you come out on the other side, um, you're, you, and you, you see, see the results or see the fruit of what, what was meant to be happening. Right. Um, you're actually very appreciative. Um, so for me, yeah. I, and I would say anybody else, I don't think anybody chooses torment or suffering or adversity. Right. Um, but, um, but it is necessary and it is what we need. Mm -hmm. uh, to grow it is what we need to grow as the bells chime in the background now did your adversity direct you to the faith you mentioned at the beginning is there a link there thank you for asking that's you know that what I'm a saying? great question yeah i appreciate that um you know it's funny i'm actually the only one in my family that has the faith that i do huh. and yeah i did not grow up going to church I didn't grow up um with you know christian parents mm -hmm. um in fact you know my dad uh I'm both my mom and dad, they just kind of did their own thing. Yeah. Um, and it was actually... Famous rappers. <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> yes. It, uh, you know, it was in high school. Um, I, I was in this really destructive relationship with a girl. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, bless her heart, I'm sure... I, I'm not sure where she's at now, but uh -huh. uh, it, was, it was through that relationship and her group of friends who I eventually befriended, um, it was a group of Christian, this Christian family huh. that would, uh, would all carpool to this church in Eagle Rock, oh, uh, where I'm at now. And shout um, out to Eagle Rock. Yes. And at the, at the time, you know, it was high school. I was like a junior in high school and it was like a, a youth group, like a high school age youth group. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I got there and the speaker at the time, was you know he was giving a sermon and i man i was like man finally somebody is like making sense here uh -huh. <laughs> uh, it was interesting because i wasn't really excited about the relationship with my girlfriend just because it was you know we were fighting all the time it wasn't was not healthy um but i would just it was almost like an excuse for me to go because she her and her friends were my only ride there because i didn't have a license at the time oh i see um but the second i got my driver's license the second i got my car um, you know, I was actually able to, you know, break up with the girl and, you know, she, we moved on uh -huh. and those friends actually who, who would bring us, uh, ended up going to another church and they stopped going to the church that we were going to. And I ended up just started going, going on my own. Uh -huh. And then I kind of took ownership of it and just was like, I, I need to go. And I started inviting some of my, some of my friends mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we'd all start going and, um, as it was, it was interesting how it evolved and you know and then college came and you know moved on to the college groups um uh -huh. that would uh, ensue and you know went to pcc pasadena city college they had a they had a little group there uh that my church was um kind of hosting and 
so yeah, uh, that's kind of a quick rundown of surprise. We now came. have the girl of, from the destructive relationship. We brought her here. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. We don't. I don't actually have that surprise <laughs> in place. But that makes sense. So that there was a direct linkage of sorts. And, yes. And then you took it upon your own initiative and continued it forward. Yes. And you are now a pastor. So kidding. I'm not sure. <laughs> no. So, do you have any interest in being some sort of thing at a church? Any sort of, I don't know what the difference. Um, it's interesting. Uh, my biggest. Franchising churches. Yeah. Well, you know, church building. I think you know, uh-huh. uh, planting churches, uh, ministries, um, nonprofits, things that are, um, you know, I guess moving efforts to kind of help with, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that you think can think of uh, homelessness poverty mm-hmm. uh, hunger uh, especially third world countries mm-hmm. and uh, the efforts that we're here in america we're trying to you know send people out we're trying to get resources to to be shipped out right um and what's crazy is all that requires money uh-huh. and um you know one of my mentors in life currently um i you know took took a uh, leaf out of his uh, journal, but he would always talk about how he'd want to be able to someday just donate money and you know have resources, have um, cash flow, money coming in residually, so that he could redirect it into uh, church efforts mm-hmm. or um, church plants or ministries, and that became a dream of mine um, to do. And so down the road, you know, I'm not sure if it'll mean. Uh, you know, being a pastor or being uh, any type of leader on the church, but, you know, uh, somebody who, you know, a church attendee, somebody who who knows the leadership there um, and can, you know, can assess and evaluate what what the needs are and Mm -hmm. and donate. Um, And so right now, you know, that's something I'm working on on the side uh, on top of my career uh, in video games, what I'm currently doing. But, you know, there's a lot of other things I'm looking into. You know, trying to develop residual income so I can do that. Speaking of that, I will pretend I created an amazing segue there. Shoutouts to video games. Totally. And, and that category. Now, I want to intro this with, I've mentioned Uniball on the podcast before. I played Uniball from like 2000 until like 2012, let's say. Nice. The creator was C colon slash. That was his name online. He was actually... I forgot his name, but I knew it for many years. He was the guy. And then the <laughs> guy that assisted in the game and made the chat program for the game and later made the new version of the game in Unity and then one for Steam was Nick Ways, who worked at Insomniac Games for many years. Transition yes. to right now, Donald, here. Where, where, where might you be at doing video game stuff? <laughs> Coincidentally, Insomniac Games. But it all connects, okay? I didn't play Uniball for nothing. All right, but <laughs> it doesn't fully connect. How do you like it? Um, oh, yeah. how did you get to doing that? Do you like it? And all your people from there are listening right now, so. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You don't want to throw them under the bus, though. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny if. Kidding, kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so funny because I, you know, I actually got my in uh, in the game industry through Disney Interactive in Glendale. Huh. Uh, they have a studio out there, and I was just a QA tester, quality assurance, playtesting games. Getting paid to play video games, you know, uh-huh. the the typical high schooler boy dream. Classic. You know, whatever. <laughs> I could play this? Uh, Grandma's Boy. You know, if, everyone's, if anyone's seen that movie, uh, that's like the number one thing I get compared to anytime I talk about this. But, mm. um, 
it's so interesting you know I, I was on a contract at disney for a year and a half and i use that actually i primarily use that as a foot in the door try to uh, network with people try to meet leadership develop um, directors artists um ultimately you know one of my goals was to be an artist for video games or uh -huh. a designer and um you know putting together a portfolio on the side learning how to code learning how to use unity unreal um, those are things I was doing while I was at Disney. Mm -hmm. uh, even before I was at Disney, actually, I was doing some some of my own stuff. And um, unfortunately, things didn't work out at Disney. There was a massive layoff in 2016. They cut a lot of uh, divisions, a lot of uh, projects that you know just weren't bringing in money. So they cut the rest of their funding, um, laid off hundreds of people. Mm. And uh, my contract ended. I, there was nothing left there and I had to move on and I actually my in-between you know and this is all leading up to insomniac mm -hmm. I actually worked for in and out for about 10 months shout um, out to in and out this is the top burger chain in Los Angeles busy every location oh yeah the busiest one is in Hollywood uh, sunset and orange I think yes that place all these places they run hard Yes, um, it was definitely, um, you know, it wasn't my first rodeo in the food industry, though. I had worked various restaurants uh, prior to Disney. Mm -hmm. And so um, I knew that that was, you know, the reason why I went to In-N-Out is because a lot of other companies at the time were not hiring. You know, mm -hmm. other game companies, um, positions that were open up were closing or, you know, found out that there were other companies laying off Come people. on, Valve. Come on, EA oh, yeah. Games. You hear the stories, and they're all true. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you know, I think, you know, one of one of my friends just suggested, you know, for now, just, you know, just to, so you have money coming in, just get, um, you know, some part-time work. Yeah. And so it wasn't just in and out. I actually was working for a coffee shop in Pasadena. Copa Vida, Intelligentsia, Pink something, Pink Fish? fish um, pink? I was at Express Yourself, which is right by the courthouse. It's like part of the Pasadena Public Library. It's an awesome little kiosk, little coffee kiosk. Uh, phenomenal le oh. leadership there. Is it inside the library? Yeah, it's like if you were to go into the courtyard. Yeah. On like yeah. the east side. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And I was like, where's expression? Yeah. <laughs> Where is this? The man who owns it is actually also uh, Christian, and you know we yeah. connected on that, and uh, you know a friend of mine actually referred me, and so I had those two jobs, and then actually I I picked up a third job. Uh, prepping baseball fields for little South Pasadena's Little League team and um, that was yeah with all those three jobs I was going kind of crazy and right. I eventually had to I had to get out of it um, right. I got too caught up in just you know work I kind of am a workaholic I guess um, what a workaholic. I would describe myself <laughs> which you know has its traits but also or sorry uh, pros um, but also you know, I think cons outweigh the pros. Um, in some senses, I definitely wasn't uh, wasn't really paying attention to my health and you know my sleep, my eating habits. We're, all that. we're actually recording this at 4 a.m. because this workaholic wouldn't leave until 3 a.m. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I came straight from insomniac to here. So. Right. Um, but you know, it was interesting. After 10 months of of that, uh, roughly 10 months of in and out, probably four months of the other two jobs, mm -hmm. and then you know, combine all that. Um, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get back into the industry. You know, I would imagine companies are probably hiring, and you know, by now. And I had actually applied to some other places and and qualified for some for uh, design tests. Um, I was actually gonna, I was applying or interviewing to work for the new God of War game that came out this year. Huh. 
um, as a collision designer, and then I also applied for being a tech artist for Jam City with some of their new mobile apps that they're doing. Mm. Uh, I failed both tests. I didn't actually qualify. Dang it. And, um, you know, I was like, well, shoot, uh, Insomniac was hire. You know, they, they had positions open. They were hiring for quality assurance, and I knew that that was something I was decent at. Uh, you know, I had enough experience through Disney that I could just jump over there because Insomniac requ requires a year of experience. Right. Uh, to be a quality assurance tester there and so i got the job um actually reached out to some connections and friends who i knew worked there uh -huh. and uh totally just came through for me and helped me solidify a posi position there you know during my interview one of my buddies actually texted one of the guys interviewing me saying hey this guy's good it's good timing because if that was yeah. a week earlier or a week later they would have had nothing to do with you right <laughs> <laughs> i know just a random <laughs> hey, random text coming in right yeah um but <laughs> I, yeah you know it took about a month though just to like hear back or you know wait on a response um and i was kind of getting nervous but uh it worked out right Within two months, um, I actually qualified to be promoted to a junior level designer uh, for Insomniac and start uh, designing content for the open world uh, portion of Spider-Man, um, which was phenomenal. I <coughs> I can now actually talk about some of that stuff because the game's out. <laughs> it's illegal, okay? If he mentions anything, it's he's breaking the law and we'll go to jail. <laughs> it's, it's already out? The game's already out? Came out September 7th. I can't go to jail. I have a award-winning podcast. <laughs> but it comes out when? It came out September 7th. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so it came out. Yes. Spider Man. And it's just called Spider Man? Uh, Marvel's Spider Man. So we worked closely with uh, Marvel oh. and Sony on that. And uh, that was that was really fun. So um, Bill Roseman, uh, the creative director for Marvel Games, mm -hmm. was you know, a huge uh, spokesperson for the game, but also would you know show up regularly to our offices and and uh, give us feedback and work Question with us. from the inside. How many people is that game? How many people are behind that? Let's oh, say gosh. That uh, I think 280 people, huh. roughly. That's my guess. Um, the and company kind of fl fluctuated during that time, but I think the general number is like just short of 300 people. Huh. Um, Dang. Yeah. And That's cool. uh, yeah, uh, it, it took a lot. Um, and then there were, you know, there were other people like outside of the company that were, you know, helping us, you know, the play testers, <laughs> play testers. Yeah, right. totally. And, you know, we actually, there, there would be times in the project where we, as uh, workers would actually get to invite family and friends over to uh, do focused play tests of the game huh. and, and give us feedback. Was that at E3? Cause I was at E3. Oh, you were there. Yeah. Um, no, this would actually be, we had people come. I'm not a big gamer. I just happened to have a pass from friends. That's great, yeah. Um, yeah, I think E3 is a phenomenal event to especially connect with people in the industry, meet people. Some of the industry people were interesting. Those were the most interesting people to me. Yes. The gamers, not so much my... Right, my yeah, it's interesting. They've opened it up to the public now, and so you kind of you really have to be careful who you're talking to and you right. sift through the people. And who you're smelling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, you never know. Um, but anyway, with, with all of that said, it's interesting. I... I was able to work as a junior designer for most, you know, pretty much the rest of Spider-Man and, you know, now, now we're on to DLC, you know, uh, Black Cat is, uh, one of our first DLC drops. We, uh, released a teaser trailer for it mm -hmm. the day we released Spider-Man. And so, um, we've all been hard at work at that, mm. um, you know, getting that ready. It's supposed to launch, I think October something. I can't remember if we've announced the date, but it's definitely October mm -hmm. because, uh, 
that's kind of like the the timestamp that we gave you know uh, we, we said october for sure so october for <laughs> sure um so just kind of working on that right now it's been really fun how many people are doing exactly what you're doing for a game or is it uh through insomniac or yeah like whatever the thing you do is how many are doing that or working with you on that is there any other that's people? a good question because i actually i'm in this in-between phase right now where i'm actually uh on my way to get promoted to be just you know a normal designer yeah um and so i'm actually doing designer level type work um that's a step above you know junior designer mm-hmm. and you know there's probably about 10 of us right now i think from off the top of my head that oh, cool. i'm work, you know designers working with um and yeah it's been fun getting to you know one of my favorite things about working at insomniac is everybody's super friendly it's a smaller company it's like a mid-sized company uh-huh. uh compared to disney it's very small you know there's only about three what is disney never heard of it <laughs> i know it's uh it is a uh, an elusive company <laughs> completely unrelated but casper who's been on the podcast before is at disneyland today or was at disneyland today which is somewhat connected to disney okay wow just throwing that in there yeah appreciate that yeah. um yeah i i would say uh the culture at insomniac is is much more friendly everybody gets along everybody gets along i really have not had any weird run-ins with anybody and you know i'm able to you know walking down the hall you can actually make eye contact with people and say hi ah. uh, that you've never met before uh right. at disney you know one of my pe- favorite things to do yeah I, i've noticed and that's yeah. great I'd, it's awesome and that's yeah. something i'm learning how to do more effectively you right know, especially with strangers you know being able to actually uh be friendly be being able to connect with people getting off my phone you know as much as get I get off your phone yeah exactly yes um or look at the phone while saying hello which doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah it confuses people yes. um so anyway right yeah oh let me switch to that so socialization how has your socialization progressed over time that's like, a great like, question for example 10 years ago now and 20 years ago if there's actual differences totally yeah well i was six 20 years ago so okay when you were six I, how was your socialization going yeah i um Boom, i actually i didn't start playing video games yet i think i started playing video games when i was seven so, oh, so you i still had nobody. like decent people skills <laughs> right. until that point <laughs> as as good as a sixth grader could be i guess all right six uh, year old. sorry six-year-old sorry um what about 16 16 was pretty rough. I think most people that age are going through something crazy or, yeah. you know, puberty or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. <laughs> and um, just a lot of... Would well, you call yourself outgoing, shy, reserved? Um, I was I was annoyingly outgoing. Annoyingly outgoing. <laughs> I would, you know, I, I lacked self-awareness. Oh, that's what uh, I'm talking about. We're on the same page slightly. Yeah, you know, I drive people away thinking people liked me, um, but you know, my behavior and my attitude, my, my, uh, I guess my persistence in talking with people uh-huh. who probably didn't want to be talked to or addressed. Um, yeah, it drove a lot of people away, and I, uh. I didn't realize. You know, I was. It's funny. I, well, sixteen maybe. I was. I was a little better. I, I would say twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That was. Those were pretty rough. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I started kind of figuring things out a little bit more, but I was still, very much struggling. You know. You uh, were trying to relate. You were putting yourself out there, and people were like, "Screw you! I don't like whatever this is." <laughs> yeah, to an extent. Um, I really didn't have many, very many friends, and you know, I, I would kind of uh, hide away in my room uh-huh. most days, just playing video games. Um, to kind of, you know, uh, escape. <laughs> right. Yes. 
you know. Huh. Um, That's different from like being very shy or didn't try or stayed away from people. This is the opposite end. This is not as common. But yeah. it kind of leads to almost a similar result as the shy because after the fact you were like, huh, these people are not receptive. I'm going to go play games. Yep. Dang it. Um, what the heck, America and world. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and, you know, I th- what happened too, I, I did start developing this weird resentment toward people. Well, like, yeah. Thinking that, you know, they were kind of out to get me or they're, you know, they were frustrated with me. So there must be something wrong with them. I, you know, I, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I played the blame game and I'd always say, you know, I hate people. Like that would just, like mm-hmm. that was something I convinced myself of. Right. And I knew that that was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Down the road, I, I would fi- I'd find that out. But, um you know, it just didn't really have good examples, um, you know, th- in my my family even, you uh-huh. know, which is sad to say. Um, you know, I'm just kind of learning how to. It's interesting. I'm not very close with my family right now. Um, I'm I'm just kind of doing my own thing. Makes sense. Um, you know, just trying to establish myself. You know, um, you know, I have a girlfriend as well, and we're kind of moving forward in the relationship. Uh, already kind of talking about marriage, and so. You know, just this understanding of, you know, I'm not your typical, like, homebody or, like, want to return and visit the family type person. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. I I just, you know, I have goals. I have this vision for my life, and it requires kind of time away from my family. Right. Got to work on your craft. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. And, you know, that's just my personal choice. I don't think everybody has to do that for their own life. Mm Mm-hmm. uh, but it's you know it's something I I realized uh, just actually probably even in the last few years maybe you know I think I was like 21 when I really started kind of figuring things out uh, that I had to start moving on you know kind of get away from my family. Um, if it doesn't work out locally where you were situated by default, you've got to adjust. Yes. And it's not always obvious because you think hey these are the people I was brought with. It should yes. work out with them, right? But that is not always the case. Definitely. Not always the case. <laughs> you can only work with what is applicable and then look around. And if something else fits better, you go towards that. And then you don't have to be rough towards the people who are there. Maybe they don't know any better. Yeah. That's all they know. Like maybe those people from when you were 14, 13, maybe they didn't know any better. They're like, oh, this person's warm. It's threatening to me because I don't know how to reach out to people. So I'm just going to be negative towards them. But actually, I really want to talk to them, but I didn't know it. Very well said. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's actually, you know, I think everybody. Yeah. Like to your point, I think everybody was just lost. Everybody was just kind of figuring things out and uh, didn't really know how to respond. Didn't realize they had a Donald on their hands. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. I will toss in there. I always yeah. look at socialization. That's one thing I'm always focused on. Totally. Uh, like fear inside of it because mm. I always, you know, I'm reaching out and I don't see the gap between people. One time one person actually said thanks for bridging the gap when I just wow. walked over to their table at a pizza place and talked with them and then we all got to know each other. So okay. I don't see that. For some reason, I feel like everybody else sees it because nobody's doing what I'm doing as much, right? Mm. But I don't see it. Uh, and I like cutting out the middleman of like, Here's Donald. Mm. Do I need to go to an online app like Friend Finder to go click and then press? And then finally at the end of it was Donald when Donald was there. Mm. I don't know. Silicon Valley? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) So middleman I'm not a fan of. 
and i always look at the fear behind it because i've noticed every time there's some sort of fear sometimes people will have to drink alcohol before they'll tell you their actual thoughts of they were fearful or that or they might be in a certain setting once in a while you'll hear the actual thoughts and you're like oh that's why you didn't do this or that's why you're not saying anything or that's not one time you got shut down or this thing happened and now you're like it's like a wall so i pay attention to those times and not the times that are like filtered because nothing is Mm. being said I don't like the filtered version too much. Uh, so that's totally. why I always look at socialization along the way. Complete. That's thank you. <laughs> yeah. Complete switch here, books. Do you have a category of books you like to read? A book you have read? What jumps out when you think about books you've read? Man, you know, it's funny. It wasn't just until about two years ago, I think, two and a half maybe, uh, that I really started reading books and not just like. Um, kindle swipe through swipe, a, swipe, swipe. you know um, but actually like uh ink on paper you know printed books Boom. and you know flipping through pages um i think it's very i i i didn't know this and i couldn't articulate it when i was first learning about it but there is actually very much a power in that um, process of reading ink off of a page and actually physically having to flip um, a page uh, I think right now with um, Audible or and even just like uh, everything that's on digital devices, we're lear- we're um, we're so prone to just swiping through at such a fast pace, and we kind of just gloss over a lot of information. And so, taking the time to really focus and read, and even maybe reread if uh, if it didn't make sense the first time. Um, are we coming in okay? Yeah, I just want to check the volume. But yeah. It's good. Okay probably edit edit that out armin checks on stuff (laughs) anyway um so for me um in the past two years i've been i've read probably almost 30 books um and that's honestly like before that it was zero (laughs) it was zero before (laughs) that i mean obviously there was I, i was starting to read the bible i was starting to read like maybe things here and there but um i wouldn't ever like finish a book I would just kind of like read something for a little bit. I think I maybe read some Harry Potter when I was like in middle school, but right. <laughs> that you know that was a while back. Right. Um, but you know, lo- the main subject I would say um, that I read now is leadership, and you know, John Maxwell is cool uh, guy. Uh, you sounds like you know him. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I've gotten to actually attend some of his seminars huh. and um, you know just listen to him speak, see him live, gotten to shake his shake his hand. Uh, and he just incredible. Uh, I love his humility. I love his character. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't um, take glory for himself. He, he very much is willing. He's he's always so willing to just, you know, pass the glory off to God or to somebody else. You know, he he would never take it for himself. So um, his type of leadership is something I'm very attracted to. It's very much a servant leadership, um, and that's something I think. You know, just any, any country, any any part of the world. You know that they we need that. We need that uh, uh, instilled into us. We need to be learning that and practicing it. So yeah, um, Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. That's a phenomenal book by John Maxwell. Um, also, No Limits. That's one of his newer books. Oh. Um, another book that I really like, which is not John Maxwell, is somebody else, and I think it's Andy. Andy Andrews. I can't remember the guy's name, but the book's called The Traveler's Gift. Huh. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I've not heard of this book. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a fictional book, 
but can't read those. I'm allergic. I'm allergic. <laughs> Kidding. It's fictional, but it tackles principles, which you know are nonfiction. Right. right. It's it's uh, this story of a man's journey through history, uh, meeting you know ac- physical uh, historical people that you know actually existed in time. Uh-huh. Uh, he meets uh, President Eisenhower. He meets Anne Frank. He meets uh, King Solomon from uh, biblical times. He meets Abraham Lincoln. um, Our dear leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christopher Columbus on his on his journey to uh, discover America. Um, He meets all these different people who teach him lessons about life. uh, Because up until meeting them, he meets them in the in a dream. Uh Uh, But up until meeting them, uh, you know, he. He actually crashes his car into something, trying to kill himself because his life had fallen apart. Um, And each historical figure, each person that he meets, teaches him something that uh, I, you know, I I guess for an example I can think of, the first one is um, taking responsibility for your actions, Um, the decisions that you made. Up till now, yeah. um, all those decisions that you've made are, are the reason I why I do this. Here. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, I, you know, with that said, I think there are certain things that are out of her control that happen to us, and mm-hmm. um, I never want to uh, devalue that. But um, the book has a point, you know, the principle of taking responsibility for your actions. Uh, you know, like I decided to show up tonight. Right. You know, I decided to actually drive to work. Um, I decided to go get gas, you know, whatever. And right. And in deciding to do some of those things, there are consequences, good or bad. You know, it kind of depends on timing. It depends on um, circumstances, I guess. But um, ultimately, we're making decisions for ourselves. So I, things like, um, you know, one of my mentors, yeah, he has a son who um, is so funny. He, he came home from school one day. He's like eight, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they didn't give me enough time. The school basically saying the school didn't give me enough time to eat my lunch um dang it right Ah. the reality of the situation is is this this dear boy this son um eats his lunch very slow right uh it takes his time to chew he sometimes just doesn't even eat he just kind of sits around and then the bell rings and he's like oh well i didn't have time to eat my lunch so right. the example here is, well, you actually just didn't eat fast enough or right. you didn't actually use your time wisely. Uh, and that's good news because if, if it was the school's fault, then there'd be nothing you could do about it. Right. But because it's your fault, right. um, this is good news because you can actually change. Right. Um, and so that sort of principle is tackled in this book, um, along with many others. Um, you know, having a positive attitude in the midst of adversity. And Frank talks about that. You know, when she was being, when she was hiding from the Nazis taking over Poland, um, she still had a positive attitude. It's in her journals. She talks about how just in the midst of adversity, um, thinking about positive things, thinking about, um, you know, the boy that she likes, you know, or that, uh, you know, time with family, you know. Um, so uh, it's a phenomenal book. There's a lot of different uh, s- subjects that are tackled. There's a lot of different characters. It's very well written and it's very visual. You can just imagine yourself in these different environments that he gets t- taken to uh-huh. in his dream. And so I got a lot of value out of that. It was probably one of my favorite books. Um, I just, you know, it was a bit, I couldn't put it down. <laughs> right. 
So that was a long answer, but no, hopefully that, that helps. That's a big deal because that's a thing I'm very not with. When someone doesn't take agency, mm. I know they don't have a chance. They're yeah. not going to do well. I don't, I don't even look poorly at them. They just can't do well because yeah. now you're leaving things out of your hands. Well, how are they going to go good for you if you're leaving them in others' hands mm. who aren't you? They're not aligned to you. So you can't do well. That's like, I wish I had an analogy. Like you, you, oh, like you, there's a bunch of people on the outside of an island. There's like a lot of spaces and you just hope that the boat comes to you to bring you food. Hmm. But it could just as easily go to 20 other places because you're not directing it, right? You didn't take responsibility for anything. So now when you don't get food, I guess you can complain, but that's it. You can't actually, you won't have it, food. So yeah anytime that happens i don't even i'm not like annoyed i just feel bad for the person who doesn't take agency the things out of your control whoop-de-doo they're out of your control you just yeah. leave them be you don't even view them they're just like there's things happening on pluto right now i don't care what's happening on pluto right now somewhere right now a rock just like flipped over right what okay an asteroid just went 300,000 miles an hour or second okay yep. but it's not connected but if it is connected to you and it happened to you if you didn't do it all right like keep it as a data point but the things you could do it's obvious when you look back all the things you could have done is the big difference maker Mm -hmm. when you look at the thing that happened to you it is very unlikely that the things that happened to you are the 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 key of your life i'd be shocked if that was the case yeah you have so much time and opportunity that is you Definitely. And, you know, if you don't mind, uh, one thing I like to... I mind to, a lot. Okay, oh. I'm really offended <laughs> being offended in 2018. Oh, man. I'll yeah, that's to you, definitely a plague. Put um, that aside. That will be a whole thing I can talk about. We're not later. even throwing that in. Back to you. <laughs> um, one thing I like, an example I like to think of when it comes to what we have control over versus what we don't have control over is um, uh, applying for a job or a job interview or trying to get a job. Um, you know... What what we can control is oh just a little bit yeah, yeah. Sorry. what we can control is you know right you know putting together our resume mm-hmm. um, putting in the application writing a cover letter networking uh, with some person networking uh, working on our people skills to connect with people and communication portfolio thing por- building our portfolios um, what's out of our control is whether or not the company gets back to us right and. Or if they like you specifically. And if they like or us, if yeah. Whatever you did fits what they want. Yeah, or if somebody else comes along and sweeps it up. Right. And um, that's just something that you know, that's like the best example I can think of, um, where we it's a very, a very distinct line of what we have control over versus what we don't. Right. Um, but what's crazy is I think some people do sometimes get that confused where they feel like they don't have control over their own ability to. Uh, write a resume or write you know like right. they feel it's a victim mindset you know they feel victimized or they feel like oh I'm stupid so I can't do it or like you know what's the use like no company has taken me so why why should I even try um, they'll kind of fall into that you know slippery slope I view this and it relates to a job it relates to I think relationship concepts it relates to any sort of you and the other person It I, I see it as lack of self belief if you don't believe in yourself, you find all these ways to describe why, yes. like, oh, man, I can't. Blah, blah. And if you believe in yourself, you feel like they messed up. 
if it doesn't work out. You're like, you missed this. If you actually believe that, you actually do feel like they made an error. But if you don't believe that, then you start to put it on yourself. Like, uh, you don't have that feeling. But mm-hmm. you have to have that feeling. I feel like there's a, a people deviate into one of those two. You either like feel like I'm the thing and it'll work. It should work out if you missed out insomniac or whoever right sure and then or the other one is like oh man i'm not good enough i won't even start because the, it's the self-belief underneath yes yeah uh belief in self is very important um and uh you know conviction enthusiasm um i think those are all very important things and people need to people show it differently people people show enthusiasm in different ways uh, excitement versus you know, a kind of a serious conviction. Um, yeah, those are ways that I've found uh, things I think about. You know, for me, I'm I'm much more the serious, convicted type. Where I, like, I know I know where I'm going. I know who I am. I know my value. Um, even when people reject me or say no to me, no, show me. You know, I, I'm scheduling a meeting with somebody and they don't show up. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I'm a terrible person or I'm. Boom. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're great. Yes, you showed up. You didn't yes. get altered by the dynamic. It's like if someone unfollowed you, or if you, if you unfollowed someone, and then they unfollowed you. It's an analogy, kind of. It's not. I'll, I'll explain it later. Back to you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, totally. I. Huh, yeah. So I, for me. I think the most, and this is another thing I, I've I've heard in different talks and seminars I've attended, but you know one of the most, probably the the one non de- non debatable, um, is uh, whether or not we're doing work as well. You know, actually putting in the work. Right. Um, you know, we either are doing the work or we're not doing the work. Yeah. Um, and uh, some binary stuff right there. <laughs> yes. As Gary um, Vaynerchuk says it. Do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah, yeah, totally. I well, I know that name. I probably have heard or seen some of his stuff. But anyway, um, but you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of other things are debatable, like looks, talent, you know, intelligence. Um, you know, some people are smarter than others. But uh, you know, what if that person who maybe isn't as smart, quote unquote, um, is doing four times the work? Is that quote unquote really smart right. person? Um, you know, uh, ta- work. Sorry, hard work yeah. beats talent. Um, when talent won't, won't work hard. Where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. No pain, no gain. Yes. You can lead a horse to lemonade, but you can't lemonade. make lemons out of when you <laughs> drink the water. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those messages all unite as one. Yeah. It's sort of a quotable concept. But yes, if you do throw in the effort, and the other person who is superb does nothing. Well, you have a finished product and they still have nothing. Yes, yeah, I think having finished products, having, you know, follow through. Um, I used to be a type of person that would start projects and not finish them. I have a lot of unfinished work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how'd I'm that work- feel? Uh, it's very stressful. Um, I started juggling multiple things. I'm like, oh, I'll get back to that at some point. And then you I- didn't get back to it at some point. And, and I d- it I was eventually did cut that. off there. It was an open loop. Pretty much. Um, uh, I thankfully, <laughs> thankfully down the road, I was able to get over it. Um, obviously, I've moved on. I think being an insomniac now, I don't right. have to really worry about some of those old projects. And by projects, I think you know mostly I was talking about like video games that I was working on. 
um, ideas and concepts that I had for v- certain video games that I got started on, mm-hmm. uh, but never finished. It was mo- mostly just to uh, have something to show in a portfolio that I, you know, that I was working on. Right. Um, proof of concept. Proof of concept, yes. Like on Shark Tank. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think, you know, any of my projects would have made the cut just because none of them were finished. So. Um, That's why you have to have a finished product. You can't take an unfinished product on the Shark Tank. You can't take an unfinished product mm-hmm. and show it to someone to sell them it. Yes. You can't do anything with unfinished products. People look at you like, what are you doing with this half thing? Yeah. Um, that kind of goes to that idea of, you know, people, you know, don't expect somebody to to invest in you if you haven't first invested in yourself. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. You know, I think a lot of people are, are looking for investors, quote unquote, and that could be investors of money, time, resources, whatever. Right. Um, but they didn't first put in any work. Right. Or they don't have anything to show for what they're, you know, what they're trying to raise money for. There should be a new quote. If you don't build it, they won't come. Okay, you didn't build it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <You didn't laughs> That's good. Yeah. They, they're not. It's not. Sh- they're not. How are you even supposed to go into your building if it's not a building? <laughs> Hi, I'm here to be inside the building. Oh, it's. I put some <laughs> bricks over here. What are we supposed to look at it like an art installation? What is this? Right. It's oh, not man. a building. By the way, I just want to point out, not that far from where we are, there's a kind of a. I don't know. What you call it a church building, I guess, and it's got hmm. a piano in it. Uh, oh yeah. We've we've played it before. No kidding. Yeah, you and uh, Gary? Yeah. He plays good piano. That's fun. Mine's okay. And he also sings and stuff. But yes, it's very, it has stained glass windows. Sure. So it's a uh, colorful yeah. when the sun comes through. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of see. I mean, it's a little not dark with the nighttime, but yeah, I can see the stained glass. looks really nice. Yeah. It has a name. It's not a church. It's a, whatever you call it, like a cathedral or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, chapel? Chapel. Yeah. We'll call it a chapel. Yeah. Totally. It's a that. Now, <laughs> this is cool, by the way. So, video games. And then, now, where was the first inclination you ever had toward... Uh, what age did you ever think, I'll do a little bit in the video game category? Anything? Was oh, there? like, how old was I when I decided I wanted to do video games? In some regard, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I played my first ge- video game when I was seven years old. Boom, there was a decision 19 yeah. years ago. Yeah. This man played a game and said, no. Pretty much. I mean, it was close. Um, what game was it this? It was uh, Crash Bandicoot. Shout out to Crash. Yeah, Crash was Bandicoot. Was that Epic Ga- Mega Games or no? What was it? Was that Epic Mega Games game? Uh, Naughty Dog. Not Naughty Dog. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then I also played Spyro the Dragon, which was also Insomniac. And, At that time? Um, yeah, Insomniac uh, w- did the original Spyro trilogy Whoa. before it got sold off to whatever. I think like Activision or some other companies. Huh. And um, yeah, those those two franchises got me started in the game industry, in terms of uh, you know wanting to pursue it. You know, obviously, being a seven year old, um, you know, I could only like draw pictures of the characters that I played as, and I I loved drawing. I learned very quickly how to draw, uh, and very quickly realized you know. I wouldn't be able to make money at this, and then down the road found out like probably the, one of the best ways to make money at art is to be in entertainment and mm-hmm. do it. Um, because I I couldn't stand the whole cliche of starving artist. Yeah. I I just knew that that was not going to be my story. Yeah. And I I knew that video games, specifically in the right. entertainment industry, was actually a really good route to go. Um, there was a really s- a clear path. Um, that would would eventually be uh, shown to me, uh, 
you know, and for me, it was, yeah, again, starting in quality insurance and play testing games. Um, I, I would highly recommend that to anybody who is trying to break in, as, um, especially as an artist or an animator or designer. Uh, start out with uh, playtesting games and just getting into a, a company, you know, uh, like Treyarch or um, uh, I can't even think of. There's so many out there. I guess Obsidian Entertainment, uh, Epic Insomniac. Epic Games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ID Software. I don't know if they're still. EA. These are the games, companies I thought of when I was little or played games. Ap- Ap- Apogee. Apogee. Uh, ID Software. Yeah. Uh, those. Did you play any of these games? Uh, Quake. Quick one, quick two. Oh, I only ever hear stories. I've never gotten to play them, but you what know. A, what a missed life opportunity and there. Yes. <laughs> and then Unreal and those, yeah. Oh yeah, I did get to play some Unreal stuff, and um, yeah, then eventually Starcraft. learned. Starcraft. Um, I actually played it. I I'd start playing Starcraft two uh-huh. down the road a little bit with uh, some friends, but very minimal. I never owned the game. It would only oh. be at like friends' houses. Oh, okay. Um. And then, like, World of Warcraft stuff, too. I never really like, had an account, but I'd always, like, you know, whenever, whenever I'm at a friend's house and they have it, I'd, you know, play it a little bit and look at it. Um, just f- almost more for, like, inspiration and a reference. Because um, it's such a massive game, uh, World of Warcraft. And, and then also, you know, any type of... Uh, pretty much anything made by Blizzard or anything made by, you know, some of those really large companies like those are all like now you know now it's overwatch i think you know overwatch, overwatch. is like i met an overwatch streamer at e3 oh i bet yeah <laughs> that must have been fun she was definitely a streamer i watched it i looked up her <laughs> stream and it was like i can't watch it you know obviously it's not my st- stuff but she played four hours and commented and Oof. well that's a long time okay repeatedly yeah i don't know if i could actually do that myself but hey right people do it people are watching yeah um yeah go on Boom. I'm switching this. I want to do a, as the bells chime in, Yes. I want to do a, uh, a, a somewhat a closing rapid, uh, what is it called? Quick fire questions. Sure. One to three word answers on a variety of things. Oh, jeez. Here okay. we go. All right. Three words. Uh, uh, I think you had mentioned this one before because I checked, but three words, <laughs> positive or, doesn't have to be positive, descriptive of your companion that you are fond of. Three words. Oh, wow. Loyal. Loyal. Con- consistent. Consistent. Oh, man. Uh, gosh. Uh, teachable. Teachable. <laughs> there it is, folks. Uh, place in Los Angeles you like to go to. Oh, wow. Oh, um, the Huntington Library. Perfect. Three words. Great place. Yeah. <laughs> Recommend it. Favorite color, if there is one. Yeah. You're an artist. Um, I mean, artists might have a favorite color. Yeah, it changes, actually. Um, I think right now, I think right now it's uh, like, an o- like an Cyan. ocean blue. Okay, oh, it, was yeah. a, it was not that far. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to ocean blue. Um, personality trait of yours you identify with. Okay. One word. Gosh. Let me throw in mine. Yeah, please. Like mine, I'll go with like uh, fearless. That's my most that I identify with. Man, that's something I wish I had. Um, (laughs) We all have different ones. Uh, Gosh, for me, I... I'm not even saying it has to be the case, but it's that thing you identify yourself with, whether aspirational or... Oh, I see. Sure. Okay, great. Not change mine. It's not as curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accurate. 
Oh gosh, I would say I would say for me personally, consistent. Consistent. Um, it's it's not terribly glamorous, but hey, it's great. That means you Monday you're something. Tuesday, no matter what happens, Wednesday you're still where you were on Monday. Yes. You don't get thrown off. Yes. Uh, company you like the products of. It oh can't wow. Can't be insomnia. <laughs> or that you use a lot of. Jeez. Um. Wow, that's that's actually a really good question. Um, I'm not really tied to any one product or one company. So, well, for for video games, I would say I I'm still a huge fan of Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. Naughty Dog what definitely. What other games do they have? Cause I remember some. What yeah, they games? They um, have long ago. Jack and Daxter. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. Not sure. Um, Jack and Daxter, um, the Uncharted series. Mm. Uh. They came later, didn't they? This is not like from 1990s crew. No, yeah. I'm Cry- talking Jazz Jackrabbit and One Must Fall Jazz and Tyrion. Do you play any of these? Wacky Wheels. One oh, Must I heard Fall, Wacky Wheels. 2097. Yeah, yeah. Sorry you missed out on the 90s games. I mean, yeah, it was mostly Crash Bandicoot and Spyro for me for the 90s. Right. Um, Commander Keen. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, I would say Naughty, yeah, Dog. Naughty Dog just because, yeah, they have Crash, Jack and Daxter, Uncharted, The Last of Us. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, then they recently, like, their most recent game is, you know, the, uh, un- new Uncharted, Uncharted 4, and then Uncharted Lost Leg- Legacy. And, uh, those two were phenomenal, so. And then the last one of this quick fire set. What's, and this is not just, it's a sentence. What's a message you would have to all people of the world if you had, like, a megaphone? A one sentence yeah. message um, with a megaphone. Yeah. Uh, don't treat people as an option who are treating you as a priority, and don't treat people as a priority who are treating you as an option. Um, plug into mentorship. If you know somebody who's successful and is further ahead, or if you don't know anybody, seek that out. Um, kind of discover, discover what it is, how you want to live, uh, why you want to live that way. And once you get that established, uh, find the people who are living that way and, uh, you know, just earn their time, uh, just spend time getting to know them, build a relationship. Boom. Double messages right there. Gold. Donald, I want to thank you for having been on episode 182 of the podcast right here. You're very welcome. It was a privilege. Thank you for having me. You know it.